Joe Magic, smack that baby. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? This is James. And this is Beth. And this is our inaugural, I think that's how you say that, inaugural. It is a big word. I got to get as many in as I can. Uh, Episode of yesteryear. Uh, We are here live and doing this for the first time so it's going to sound bad i'm sure <laughs> we're going to have some uh some pops we'll have some background noise we might even get visit- visits from uh from kathy in the background maybe she'll come over and say hi or let us know she's here so what we're going to be talking about today is labyrinth one of my favorite childhood memories of uh of movies so we're going to start off talking about what so, you're, uh, at first glance, Beth, what did you think about it? Uh, I was, I just, horrified. I mean, based on <laughs> the numerous things I've already heard, or I had already heard, and then the trailer, watching the trailer, and just not knowing what was going on. And so, just, any excitement with that, or you just... No. There was no excitement to watch this movie. Oh. Terrifying. Oh, man. So... When this movie came out, all right, it was, uh, I believe it was 1986. I lived in Florida, of course. And every summer, my parents did a real big thing about making sure that we went on some kind of summer vacation. My dad would work all year doing these things for spiffs, um, putting up sets and stuff like that in his food brokerage business. And he would take us on a two-week vacation, usually. One week would be to go see family, George or whatever. The other one would be to Disney World, SeaWorld, Epcot sometimes all of these and in between when we were going to those places we would also do other little things like go to like a place called mystery fun house which i'll talk about some other time and um go see movies and this movie came out in 1986 the summer and i was stoked i saw this and i was like yes this is a movie i want to see and it was an extremely rainy day i remember that when we went and saw this movie and uh and yeah that was the first time i actually sat in the theater when this came out um so my initial impressions were, oh heck yeah! <laughs> so I have high bit, standards. You have high standards. I did not as a child. I was I was. Yeah. Wait, it's, a, it's got I a muppet tell. in it. A muppet sold. That's gold for me. Um, so a little bit of background on the movie. It's a uh, it's a bit of a comparison. Some people say to Alice in Wonderland type story. You know, I kind of noticed that they had a little bit of uh, some references to like. What, well, what I picked up on, like, the different fairy tales, like, yep. when she bites into the peach and goes into that, like, spell, and she forgets things, and bubble land type stuff. It kind of seemed like when uh, Snow White got poisoned by the apple. Right. You've got that kind of stuff. So, so the thing. they, uh, they actually state <laughs> that, um, it was based off of a, a movie called, not a, a movie, a story called Outside Over There, which was actually written by Maurice Sindak. And they had a whole big legal action about this because it was so close to the story that they had to actually give him a uh, a credit in the movie. It actually says special thanks to. Um, (laughs) They also have references to where the wild things are. I did. I saw the uh, the book on our desk. Yep. Yep. And uh, Grimm's fairy tales, and all of those, including a copy of Judge Dredd, for some reason, is also (laughs) in her in her room. Um, If you look at the room when she first. When we first see it, if you really start to like look, there's Easter eggs throughout. There's even like a statue of like the Goblin King, and there's a whole I bunch saw of stuff. That, yeah. Really, really. Yeah. Yeah, of course, you know you have to first glance you wouldn't see it, but if you watch through, you you see that. 
Um, And of course, you know, she's a young girl swept off to another land and uh, she meets a cast of strange and wonderful characters um, such as the worm. Yes. And uh, David Bowie's package. So (laughs) Yeah, no, that's evident throughout the entire movie. (laughs) We'll get into that. Um, All right. So kicking off. So how it first starts. We meet Sarah. Now, uh, the actress playing Sarah was 14 when they first when they first met Looks her. Looks a lot older. And I guess she was 16 when it comes out. So the character is about to be supposed to be about 16. Um, now, clearly, what we would call spoiled, privileged. Um, she's basically become a, st- a stuck in you know a built in babysitter. Yeah. For this stepmother who is the queen of shoulder pads. Um, <laughs> in the 1980s, everything had shoulder pads, and I'm pretty sure that they were uh, in underwear at one point in time. So everything looked shoulder pads. My mother used to rip them out of her shirts. She'd get these shirts. She loved the shirts. They had stupid so- shoulder pads sewed into them. So, so, you know, it starts raining. She's out doing her thing with her dog, Merlin. Merlin. <laughs> I know, Merlin. Um Kind of going through script. It's, it's definitely foreshadowing um, of what's going to come in later on in the story. Right, right. Um, no, I was nervous because she starts off talking um, when she's reciting the book. And at first I was like, oh, is this whole movie going to be talked in like r- rhymes and riddles? Because she's talking, she's reciting from the, the book, the, the labyrinth book. Right. But then she starts talking normal when it starts raining. So I was like, oh, good. I got scared. <laughs> Yeah, I the I just remember thinking about because I was not a fan of dogs growing up, and I just remember how soaked and filthy that sheep dog was. Yeah, the mom's and like, "Go re- sleep in the garage." <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been like, uh, "Go live with somebody else. I don't want to <laughs> see you." Um, so once again, you know, she comes in. She's she's has the babysit. They're obviously going out to their swarty do 80s party that they're going to go do um she's got the typical teenage angst going on throwing fits about everything yeah having the babysit people in a room stuff being touched namely lancelot the bear, the bear right. um, which she finds with toby yeah which she it's not necessarily even with toby it's on the floor next to the crib right she's like laying face <laughs> the down, like, just took it and chucked it in the room yeah she's <laughs> You want to say, shut up, you shut up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Stop crying. Yeah, that kid is a serious. I mean, like the whole first part of this baby, he's nothing but a pain in the ass. Always crying. Um, but he is the reason that Sarah goes into the labyrinth. So there is that. Um, at first, she's kind of reciting from the book, the the Goblin King, Goblin King, wherever you may be. Yeah, and they're Which, all like, that's not how it is. That's not the words. What is she saying? <laughs> and that's the first time that we actually see um, anything of a goblin. Um, they're all built up in the closet, I'm the assuming, and that's, yeah. yeah, that was... Oh, in the closet. That's smart. See, I didn't know. I was like, are they just in the other world watching in? Oh, that, no. But that makes sense that they yeah, be in the closet. Yeah, I know. So then he show, comes in to, to take away Toby, or as he says, the baby. <laughs> you want me to take the baby? Um, and basically gives her an ultimatum, solving the labyrinth in a certain amount of time, or Toby will remain in Goblin City and become a goblin. Now that stroke, kind of a Peter Panish to me. So is he kind of like a Peter Pan kind of character? And these are his lost boys, and he goes and finds babies that people don't want, and turns into goblins. 
are all the goblins the stolen babies? That's what I'm saying. Does <laughs> yeah. he throw them all around as well? <laughs> throw them shaking baby syndrome. <laughs> all right. Uh. All right. So a break here to talk about one of the best parts of this movie, which is the puppets. All right. Yeah. Of course, I am a huge Jim Henson fan. Um, it's a Jim Henson-related film. has Muppets doing Muppety things. Um, as my sister and my wife are painfully aware, I'm a long-time lover of anything Muppet and puppet-related. Um, it doesn't even have to be an official puppet. <laughs> I, I can MacGyver together anything into a puppet and annoy somebody with it, truly. Um, so, you know, a movie that features something with a whole bunch of puppeteering really was just gold in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it was honestly the better part of the movie. Yeah, and the Muppets. And what's really good with that kind of stuff again is like we've discussed is we've got CGI now, you know, that started to come in. Everybody wants CGI. And you know, oh, this is going to make it real. It's going to make it real, but you you know, even when it looks real, we all know that it's CGI. Right. Um the puppets, even though, yes, I guess, quote-unquote, you know that they're Muppets or puppets, whatever, they're real. Yeah, they, they're yeah. physical, and I think that that gives a whole aspect. I'd like to see that more today. Um, in horror genre, I can't think of the guy's name. He played uh, – I can't even think about it. He was in um, Dust Till Dawn. He was the guy that had the, the gun crotch thing, and he is a mm. huge um, – movie special effects guy from the 80s 90s i mean like he's done all that stuff he has a big part and he's one he's a, a master at it and i think that something physical um i think we'll we'll definitely do a review of the movie waxworks and which is just cool and it's so physical and visceral and i think that there's something that gets lost nowadays in cgi when you find out that you know they're not even outside they're on a sound stage in a room on a right. block you right. know and that, i think that's a little that gets a little lost for me so I think that that's that really holds right when they, like when they film in like real towns and then they have that you go visit those towns like oh this famous movie was filmed here in that hotel over there and stuff like that like that scene was there and it's like oh that's cool right stuff like that is really neat to me like uh, what about Bob I don't know if you know it was actually filmed near uh, Smith Mountain Lake and it was supposed to be Lake Winnipesaukee um, but when I was going on a trip with a uh, business trip with one of my fellow workers. He actually took me by where the bus stop was. It's all run down and beat down now because, you know, that movie was ages ago. But it was cool to be able to go to somewhere that actually is real. Yeah. You know, nowadays, and not that the labyrinth is real, but, I mean, that's just getting on that. So. Right, right. All right. So, segment, The Road So Far. What are your thoughts on how the movie starts? Uh, well, I was, I was really confused throughout the entire movie of what honestly was going on, which I guess was a part of the labyrinth, because even though, like, the worm said, you know, not everything's as it seems here, nothing was ever as it seemed, to be honest, um, but I'm, you know, she gets to the labyrinth, and I'm thinking, everything's sand? <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> I was like, it looks hot. I don't want to be here. I need some liquid. <laughs> and then the first thing you see after that is, um, Huggle peeing. <laughs> and I was right. like, dang. Right. Right. Yeah, that's uh that's for sure. That's for sure. So she basically doesn't even get a choice of being transported to the world. Like he shows her well, he and then turns around and she's standing in there. He offered that her that ball and it was like, Here are your dreams and you can have it if you forget about all this and you could stay here. That's true. So he does give her the option. Yeah, and then she's like, No, I need my brother. We don't even know what her dreams are. 
Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Like, hey, here, I'll give you all your dreams. Here's a ball. Turns into a snake, throws it in her face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want my magic? Here. Here's a little trauma. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never like snakes again. <laughs> yeah, so we completely see Hoggle taking a piss break while he's spraying fairies with poison. Yeah. And I'm like, this is her, like, this is her introduction into this upside down world, you know, of, of where things that are supposed to be beautiful, like fairies, obviously aren't because they're biting her. I would bite people too if I was just getting sprayed at, down. All my friends were dying in front of me, though. So. <laughs> and it was just—he's just, he's just and they're just all. And he's counting them off too. He's all like, "Yeah, fifty-two. I like how he just like covers them up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Get out of here, fairy. Um, what did you think about the fact that he was peeing in the car in the in the fountain like that? I mean, more power to him if this is his life and he goes around killing fairies and collecting jewelry and stuff. You know. I, I wouldn't expect some girl to come up on me. I'm trying to pee. Maybe that's the bathroom in their culture. Yeah. Who am I to judge? True. So he uh, he helps her get in. Right. He's right. like, oh, yeah, here's a door. And, and clearly things just appear that weren't there before, which is <laughs> going to be a confusing problem with this movie where it's just, oh, you need a door? Well, here's a door. Yeah. Um, she gets in, and it's like, oh, this is going to be easy. And she starts running and running and running and running, and it's a never-ending hallway well at first she she walks and i'm like you only got like 13 or so hours right, get a moving get a moving <laughs> get a hustling can you, can you get going that part as a child made me realize i have a little bit of a uh, claustrophobia issue yeah, same, same. because all of a sudden she had no way out and she was stuck between these walls yeah. and i was like oh man how long is this going to go on like this um but it, it you know didn't last that long because who showed up the worm. The worm. Man, how I love this. I love this damn worm. Carried the whole movie. I love the voice. Love the body language. Love the personality. It's there and gone in time, no time. Yeah, he's got like I three mean, lines. He's literally three lines. And, uh, you know, he's a worm. <laughs> and he's just like, no, no, no. Uh, I think Terry Gilliam, who most people should know, has a lot of Monty Python fame um, and input, was part of this. Um, helped with the, the scripting hmm. um, and I think that a lot of that is brought by him his his humor and stuff like that now of course the worm like other characters has a good and a bad side because you know what could he have done had he known that she was trying to go right to the castle could have pointed her right to the castle yeah because she was trying to go like she initially took that path into the castle and then he was like no go the other way never go that way and then she leaves off to the other side and he's like that, le that leads right to the castle yep. what a jerk yep 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 now i have to give pause um to one of the one of the little parts that i actually enjoy and i don't think uh the little yiddish man that comes up with from the under the stones. No, oh, no, no, no. no. Okay, okay. The ones that where she's drawing on the lipstick with her yeah. arrows because she gets lost, and he comes up and flips them around. And he's all. <laughs> 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 he's so pissed and cursing around, man. Whatever he's saying is just is just it made me laugh really. Made me laugh really hard then. Makes me laugh really hard now. I, um, I like I like that. So, she uh, she comes to the gate, red and blue guards. Right. Two heads, four heads, whatever you want to say. And I, I was really confused as a kid and as of now with this whole puzzle thing that they were, you know, 
her logic with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I understand it, that if, by asking the one on the left, if the if the other one right. would say, yeah. either way, it cancels out, it made it so that that one was right. Yeah, it made me think of, like, uh, uh, honestly, and it's, of course, now, it makes me think now of, um, in the book Harry Potter, to, to give a reference, there's a sphinx that he comes across when he's in part four, uh, if you read the book. Uh, and he has to answer riddles and stuff like that. And it's just happenstance. It, it's still the kind of the way that he figured it out. I'm like, man, it's a good thing that it was you that was right. at this. Because, <laughs> because if I'm standing there, I'm like, well, I guess Toby's going to be a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <gonna turn> <laughs> I'm just going to pick a random and, door. Uh, I'm just going to go this way. And I still wasn't sure that she picked right. Because where did she go into? The damn helping molesty hands <laughs> falls right down into yeah. those things now that's thing. the correct way <sighs> i don't know well, never so. really specified that was correct it just what happened where she led up maybe right. the other side led right to the castle right yeah we don't know no so you never really know if she was right or wrong and they didn't even know if she was right no, or wrong they, they, they were just like all right man whatever good luck yeah. um so she's in the pit <laughs> of 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 hands and they give her the option these freaky make face and talk hands yeah, I don't like that. that got her all gripped up didn't like it no. didn't care for it once again claustrophobic i'm like oh my god that's even worse right there and they say up or down and she chooses <laughs> down so then she slides down these hands that are basically just i it it makes me uncomfortable it does yeah it was a very uncomfortable <laughs> and they're all laughing at her so yeah, for she real. She lands in the hole. The oubliette. Oubliette. Yep. Yep. She gets. She's locked up in the oubliette, and who comes to see her? Hobble. Hoggle. Hoggle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hobble. Um, they get his name wrong. Like you have to hold. He's calling him like Hogwart or something. Yeah, I th I thought it was Huggle for a long Huggle. time, <laughs> but I think it's Hoggle with an with an yeah. O. Um. He comes and lets her out, and just, you know, kind of once again says, you know, you got to remember, chick, that things aren't like they like they seem here. It's yeah. you know, he, he picks up a door, opens Off the it ground, one way, and, he goes up and, and it's a closet. It's a closet. Yeah. <laughs> so then he opens the other way, and oh, lo and behold, it's the way out. They run into the Goblin King. Goblin King's there because yeah, he's like, yeah, what the heck? Yep, I'm the king. You define me. And she's all, hmm, piece of cake. Yeah. This isn't a problem for me, meh. And he's like. Cool. Not hard enough? I'll take three hours away from you. Yeah. Of where she's already been walking around the labyrinth. Um, and, of course, what does she say? It isn't fair. Oh, yeah. Literally. one-liner. Literally, the entire movie. Literally, it isn't fair. To the point to where he even points it out. You say that so yeah. often. <laughs> it's not fair. It isn't fair. Um... But anyway, um, because then he sends that, uh, the, the like, cleaner, the tunnel, yeah, the cleaners, the tunnel cleaner. So yeah. they're able to bust through a door, luckily, and they climb up through a pot that doesn't even have a bottom, which was really cool, in my opinion, to, to see as kids say, Wow, that doesn't even have a bottom yet. They climbed out of that, that's pretty cool. Just you know, of course, it's just a screen trick, but it was, it was neat, yeah. Um, and <laughs> who did they come across? They uh, they come across the guy with the hat. It was like a turkey on his head. 
Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a hat. Old, old old man, super old, the elderly, no. and he's sitting there, like, oh, here's some garbage advice. Give to, me your ring. <laughs> yeah, to me, this is this is dad humor. Like as a being older and being dad now, now it it I to me this part and others are put in to uh, have the dads get distracted from all the sexual undertones that are going on. <laughs> um, you know, it does give Sarah a chance to be selfless, selfless because she gives the ring, uh, you know, and, and even Hoggle's like, oh, don't give him that. He didn't do nothing for you. And he really didn't, other than just spend three minutes of the movie saying sometimes the way forward is the way back. And what then complaining about his hat. Yeah, and then falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> but being able but to shake the little box. But his hand still Yeah. And I'm like, uh... What what exactly what exactly is going on here? It didn't really seem like it was really worth worth the time. No. So we hear some creepy howling. Hoggle shows. I am completely a coward. Yeah. Have no time for whatever that that howling is. Piss off. Hoggle is Hoggle's friend. Yeah. And he He's like, I don't care deuces. about you anymore. Yeah, don't care about you. Yep. Didn't say that I, I did. I care myself. Yep. We're we'll going to pee in a lake. Keep my stuff. I got to go pee and kill fairies. Kill <laughs> So we come across the this beast hanging upside down, screaming, being bitten by these little things on sticks. Yeah, little troll things. Now, I thought the little things on sticks were really cute. I actually really liked them. They were like flabs of skin yeah, with teeth. Like, rah, 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 rah. They made me think of another movie. I don't know, but they were, it was just funny that they were holding on to the stick so that they could run up and bite on this thing. Like, yeah. this is what they do. Yeah. This is, what do you do as a puppet? I bite the giant red thing. Cool. Cool. So, some rocks start coming near Sarah. She's able to After sling she, them. I wish I had something to throw. Right. And he makes his noise. Here's some rocks. And here's a rock for her. And, and yep. the same rock keeps coming back, and she's chucking it and hits the guys in the head. And they, they run Start off. They're biting each other. They're <laughs> biting each other, which is fantastic. Don't bite me. Who bite me? <laughs> yeah, great. So, Ludo, huge beast, good heart. Things aren't always what they seem. Doesn't really have anything to do with going backwards as a way forward, but definitely a things aren't always as they seem type reference. Um, although he is a little Lenny for me for my taste from uh, of mice and men um nice guy i really like him. Guy. i thought his character was cute because he because i thought it was gonna be kind of like eeyore where he was really sad because he was like hanging up he had that frown upside down type yeah, thing yeah, so he's yeah. like frowning i was like oh you know you look kind of cute and then she untied him and he stands up and i was like you were kind of cuter hanging up there but <laughs> 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 anyway we can get you hanging upside down again please yeah uh yeah nice uh so then they walk on and they come to once again two doors oh yeah this one didn't make any sense for me because she didn't even take the one out of the guy's ears like she didn't even attempt it like how she did with the guy with the, with mouth. the mouth and right. i was like he can't hear obviously take it out of his mouth see what or his ears see what he has to say about his door right she just goes through the one guy's door right she's just like knock and the door will open so she's like cool put this back in your mouth i want to go this way yeah and after torturing him, basically, to get him <laughs> to get the thing back in his mouth, you could have at least opened the door and then taken the thing back yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you could, you could have grabbed it on your way back out. Been like, hey, bro, I'm going to take this. I like how Ludo put it in his mouth. Yeah, I did like, like that. Mm. I thought that was kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so then this brings them to where? Oh, God. The forest. The forest, yeah. And who's um, in the forest? No. Oh. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it. So Ludo ends up getting dropped off the screen, literally. Like, he yeah. just falls through a hole. Which... They, they somebody, I, I can only imagine somebody sitting in the editing room being like, all right, well, we got Ludo, but we got to get rid of him for a while. Um, what can we do? Why don't we just have him fall through a hole in the forest? And she walks back over the exact same spot. Right over Completely it. fine. No problems. Then it happens. <laughs> then it happens. The most terrifying event of my childhood, I got to tell you. The damn fire gang show up. Uh, they sing a song that barely is understandable lyrics to me. Honestly, I liked their voices. I said that the fire gang were like the devils, but they had the voices of angels. I enjoyed their song. Oh, did you? I was kind of vibing because to it. I had to. I was vibing to it. I had to look up the lyrics to even understand that they were saying fire gang. I couldn't understand them oh. as a kid. I couldn't, and I couldn't even. I watched it again, and I'm like, what? Are, what are they saying? <laughs> so, while dancing around, you know, and what are they doing? They're sharing body parts. Yeah, Gross. was weird, and they were they were throwing around the one guy's head. Yes, and then they were complaining that you never throw another person's head. Never do that. It's in the rules. Yeah, I gotta tell you, damn rules. I love puppets. I love Muppets. Fire they gang. They looked weird. Almost brought my world. They were so down. Like, lanky and skinny. I had nightmares. Horrible. For months, even years. After seeing this movie of the Fire Gang, because of how they because they wanted to do what they wanted to rip her head off, and her ears and her ears. You only need one ear. And they're throwing each other around, and then they were becoming like little horse things in the background and flipping around. And I get it. I mean, it was green screened, and it was horrible. But that just added to the flavor of how horrible these things were. Like (laughs) I, I'm like, geez, what's going on with these things? I, mm, 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 no. But my uh. I mean, to be fair, my favorite movie line came out of this part. Uh, my favorite quote, and it's where he goes, Hey, lady, that's his head. Hey, lady, that's my head. Wow! This <laughs> 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 is great. I lied about that. They yeah. were terrifying, but they were kind of funny. Yeah, no. No, not for me, man. Not, not <laughs> for me. I, I, I can't do Fire Gang. Um, luckily, once again, Hoggle is there to save Sarah, which is convenient. Um, but... What does she do? She kisses him on the forehead in thank. And if we go back to reference, he was told by Jareth, the Goblin King, that if she ever kissed him, they would dump, or he would dump him into the bog, or make him the prince of the land of eternal stench. Yeah. So basically, once this happens, a hole opens up, and they fall into almost the bog of eternal stench. Now, I got to tell you, bog of eternal stench is uh is something else uh it it obviously stinks yeah um it's it looks like lakes of shit and little buttholes and little buttholes (laughs) that are consistently (laughs) farting and not just like you know they're like (laughs) um everyone had taco bell up in them yeah. Oh, yeah. They like you could tell it was completely getting in their mouth. They're like, yeah. oh god, no. And even Hoggle being a puppet head, his face yeah, said how horrible the smell was. Smell bad. Yeah. This is Ludo. where they run into Ludo. They fall. They end up falling down on Ludo's back. Poor Ludo. Well, actually, 
they fall on him, and then somehow Ludo falls on top of Hoggle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's all flat, um, which is just fantastic. So now they're all together again, which is cool. And we have the what I consider fourth and fifth characters show up at this point. Um, Sir Didymus and Ambrutus. Ambrosius. I always said Ambrutus as a kid. It's Ambrosius, the dog. Um, after a real sad little fight between old Didymus and, yeah, and, and Ludo. Yeah, like, you're my equal match. We're brothers. Says, We're brothers. Yeah. We're good. Can't let you cross the bridge yet. And they're like, we got to get out but, of here, dude. Um, Hoggle had already ran past. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hoggle, once again. Living to his true colors is like, yeah, I'm, I'm out, dubs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this little man. I'm not dealing with you or the dog. I'm out. Fox and the Hound, just as reference. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought, you know, as a story, he's a fox and a hound. Is this, you know, once again playing on another story? I always like to, to look I at think little things like I that. I think that was a nice little common theme. I, think. Um, I did like how they had Ambrosius sometimes be a real dog versus a puppet dog. Yeah. <laughs> so. See, and that got me a couple times. It's like, is this actually a real dog they have on the set? Or is it just another puppet? Because I talk, later on in the movie, they, they show him all scared and shaking. And yeah. Like, all, like, he's got his paws up and sometimes. All... It's all... Yeah. <laughs> 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 he whistles him over. Come here. Come yeah. on. Um, but yeah, that, that dog going like, he like runs off and then it's the puppet dog right after. And you're yeah. like, <laughs> and I clearly believe this dog to be who I've now realized Merlin, Merlin the dog. I don't think it's the same I dog. I think it's the same dog. It's not the same dog. Because she would have reacted like, oh, there's Merlin, my dog. But she didn't. I think they look similar. Well. But he was, he was all white and Merlin had black spots. Fine. Fine. So they request. $20. Oh, I'm not. I'm not paying you. They request to cross the b- bridge, and uh, Didymus says yes, which is really funny because he can't smell the stink of the bog, uh, which again is another dad joke to me. Thinking about like, yeah, relatable. You know, yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, what's that smell? I don't smell nothing. Uh, nothing. Nothing in this room came from anywhere. Yeah, you're completely wrong. Um. And that's so, him stepping over the rocks after Ludo calls it up. Yeah. He's just hanging from the tree branch. Now this... Yeah, because the bridge just goes to crap. Yeah. This kind of got me because Hoggle said if you get one bit of this on you, right. you will stink forever. Stink forever. Now the rocks come from underneath the water, and they've clearly got stink on them. Yeah. So... And I, I, she had shoes on, but then Ludo didn't. It was just bare feet. Right. And... And like even when they were falling, they had some when the rocks were going in, it was splashing, splashing up on them. Yep. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. Nah, little character, she's not getting, but uh, you know, flaw in the story flow. But what are you gonna do? But I mean, I guess you can also like you know rumors from the internal bog type of stuff where it's like, oh, even if you get a little bit on you, that's it. Where, right. You know, you could be fully submerged. Right. In I, I did appreciate more dad humor with the uh, the rocks yeah. farting as they stepped on. Them. <laughs> And depending on who was going across, when Ludo did it, it was like, and then the dog's yeah. all, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> So they get past that, um, running the hoggle again after that bridge. He's on the other side waiting for him, basically, and is like, hey, good luck or good job getting across. I didn't help nothing. Yeah. He, uh, but then they're walking and she's kind of hungry. They all are. Yeah, right. They're all like... So he's like, well, I got this peach. And once again, if we flash back to where he got this peach from, Jareth gave it to him and said to give it to her. So he does. She bites it. He runs off. 
damn you, Jared. Damn you, too. I'm a coward. I'm, I'm a so coward. Damn. I suck. And I runs off. And, uh, she's all like, oh, I feel weird. And she's weird. like, I feel weird. And he's, you know, it flashes to Jareth, sitting there playing with the crystal ball things again. Yeah. And he sends them off. One floats by, and she sees herself Because they become it. bubbles. Yeah. She gets trapped into a bubble. Now, as a kid, I didn't get this. I, I had a hard time making this I had this a hard thing. time understanding, too. So, <laughs> she gets trapped into this bubble, which is like a ball of freaky adults, yeah, man. they're all masked, and Doing, she's the only one not masked. And uh, once again... Not to play into it hard, but the sexual undertone going on is yeah. just ridiculous. Because you got David Bowie singing, singing in the background. In a, yep, and he, and she's searching for him, and it's it's almost and they, to dance, mm. and it's like, what, now hold on a second, what exactly is going on in this movie? Uh, you know, she's sixteen, he's thirty nine. What? Yeah. So. She it kept seeing like they were trying to force like a romantic side of it. Yeah, and because I, even with Hoggle, they were like, with the kind of like, oh, we're gonna be friends. If she kisses you, don't. Well, but like just kind of like the weird jealousy type thing, or not like, really jealous, just like the kind of like the French, like the friendship, but being like slightly more on his end, being like, oh, she couldn't love because he's he even comes to she couldn't love you. You're you're old and wrinkly and ugly. Oh yeah, she's not gonna love you type yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's I got just you. Weird. It's unnecessary to me. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> so she's in the dance with the, ma- the basically a mask ball, with all the creepy faces. Um, Jareth is attempting to seduce her. Um, I, I didn't really. I mean, it's it's. A, I like the song. I really do actually like that song that plays during it. Um, I'm a big David Bowie fan, so the song that he does his is really good to me. Um, but that part of the movie was really <laughs> weird. So she gets, she dances with him, but then she, she sees the clock and she realizes it's striking, whatever it's striking. And she's like, all right, there's something I got to go do. She runs off to the edge of the bubble, picks up a chair, crashes it and basically kills everybody because yeah, <laughs> everybody starts off. flying off screaming. She falls, it falls once again, um, into what seems like a like a dump. Into a dump. Which you see, ho- uh, Hoggle first, and he's all like, "She's never gonna forgive me." And then it goes back to where Sarah is, and then the lady comes up and she's like, "Get off my back!" Right, right. The trash heap lady is what I yeah, call her. Not to be confused with the trash heap from Fraggle Rock. That's a very different trash heap. <laughs> you don't know the show. I know yeah. you don't. But the trash heap has spoken. Yeah. Very <laughs> different. Great. She was like a Jamaican lady. She oh, was a trash even heap. Even better. Oh, it was best show ever. They're remaking it, apparently, which won't come close to the original. But, of course. Um, of course. A, a fantastic show. So what does what she start doing? The... The trash lady starts giving her, or here, this is probably what you're looking for, and takes her into the room. Which is her room, but, like, all nice and exact. She's like, oh, it was just a dream, Lancelot. Because she gets Lancelot. Right. Right. So then she opens the door. Who's there? Creepy trash lady. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't want to come out here. Yeah. You know, get Let me come here. on in. <laughs> Let me come in. And she starts putting all her stuff on her. Now, this is another side note because this scene actually terrified me as well of the junk lady. She literally starts to build a junk shell on Sarah just like she had on herself. 
So, I mean, she's putting her, she's putting the doll on her back. She's putting it all on her back while Sarah's sitting there. And you're actually seeing it build up on her back. Yeah, it's kind of like a Like orders. she had. Yeah. And I was like, and that's when she's finally like, I guess she has the epiphany of saying, it's all junk. It doesn't matter that my bear was taken. It doesn't matter. This stuff is all just trash in comparison to Toby. Right. Now, why that would be that way, I don't understand because I still wouldn't want some crying ass baby. Which, to reflect on Toby real fast, he was a real pain in the ass the whole time, it seemed. He seems like a real pain in the ass baby. This baby's been sitting around with <laughs> yeah. Jareth for how many hours now while she's been the running around the life? He, he's never crying. Nope. Always He's being laughing. thrown around, like chucked around, chucked around yeah. up in the air. I mean, he seems relatively happy. I'm, I'm not sure that he wants to go anywhere. I think but he wants to be a goblin. I think he wants to be a goblin. Goblin that's, that's life. Goblin Toby. Um. So the walls start tearing down. Who's there? Ludo and Sir Didymus. Uh, now, I had a problem with this as a kid because I was like, that's once again real convenient with characters showing up. At, you know, at, at a key point. Then I realized something. When she saw the bubbles floating by, they saw them too and saw her in it. So what most likely happened is they followed the bubble. Right. You see what I'm saying? They followed the bubble. That's how Hoggle followed as well. He saw the bubble and was walking from afar. And then when she fell, they saw her fall into. So then they just had to catch up to where she was. Like that's how I put that together of, of how they how they tracked her to her being in the little trash room. So, what do you think about this so far? What do you think about the movie so far? I just, I was hoping that, I was like, is it going to end soon? How are they going to wrap all this up? <laughs> I, there, I mean, there were a lot of, like, different themes going on. of like, you know, not everything's like, everything it's seen. Don't judge a book by its cover type stuff, you know. But, it just, it was just, so much at once going on a lot of different colors a lot of different characters like all the different little goblin people and it was just now being a pg-13 rating movie do you think that's appropriate for this movie at the time because in the 1980s man they pg-13 was loose they were like hey you're the parents you tell them we're gonna make the movie it didn't honestly watching the trailer it didn't seem like it was really marketed for kids so as a parent, I wouldn't have taken, like, my five, six-year-old to go see the weird, weird movie this is. <laughs> but, I mean, if if I was trying to go hang out with some friends and I was, like, what, like, 14, 17, I'd go. Yeah. I'd go watch this. Yeah. So, so, now we're getting close to the end of the story, which is, you know, kind of why you were at that point in your head. <laughs> like, what, is this going to end? Um, we've reached the Goblin City, which is cool. But first, we need to face the useless door monster called Humongous. Yes, that's its name. Um, it uselessly swings its axe at the band of heroes, not really coming close to hitting them. You know, although it looks like the you know they're going to be some kind of sad standoff forever. Hoggle shows up, jumps on it, rips its head off, gets the little guy inside, rips and throws him out onto the ground, which he had little wings on, which I guess yeah that's, didn't really work well. Yeah, for him. he just went. Ch -ch -ch -ch. <laughs> Hoggle tries to do something with it, which I don't understand exactly what he was trying to do. Breaks it and does that like. Death I think he was dive. trying to drop the axe. <laughs> Either way, yeah. he just goes. He just falls. Ah! Yeah. Just like they just got to throw the puppet off. Belly flops right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what just I thought. Took it off. Somebody's up there like, all right, throw the hoggle. 
flop. Yeah. Uh, and then and then they basically, you know, walk right in. So yeah, they're like, she's like, Shh, you gotta be quiet. Yeah, I I thought that that was kind of like an anticlimactic part. In. In the beginning of of to to have reached the city and have just that. Well. To me, it seemed like all the goblins were in with the king. Right. They were all being jackholes with the king. And then they just had the one guard. Like, it was just his shift, and he, got, he had to deal with it. And, um... Because then the one runs into the room, and he's like, Sir, they're in the city. And yeah. then he's like, Alright, go attack them. Go get them. Yeah. Yeah, and then that fight... I mean, you've got our five. Yes, five, because I include the dog. You know, the dog basically just runs around scared. There's a little bit of comedic fighting going on. Rock saved the day. I mean, that's... And they roll in, and they, they just move people out of the way. It's not even like they start, like, smashing into people. They just start rolling in. People yeah. are like, ooh, Rock, So I, I guess move. you could really say it's, like, seven. Seven, seven heroes, seven if heroes you include the, the Rocks. Rocks. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, that they're, they're battling. Sir Didymus is running around not really doing anything. The dog is hiding. Sarah's... Kind of doing stuff, but it's more as if she's running around, and Ludo's sitting there calling the rocks, and the rocks are beating all the goblins up, which aren't a lot of goblins. In I mean, to be a city, but I, you know, again, I don't want to dump on the movie because I, I love the movie. Yeah. Uh. So now it's time for Sarah to face the Goblin King alone. So she bids her companions farewell. She did forgive Hoggle. For, for being a coward, and then, you know, even Sir Didymus is like, dude, you you know, you stood up. You're, you, yeah. you're a stand-up guy. You came back, and you did it. You, you know, you've got problems. We all got problems. You know, you're afraid, and and, and for good reason. You know, it's the Goblin King is, like, on you all the time. Yeah, Throughout the whole entire up. movie, yeah. he's, like, right there on you. So, I'd be nervous too. you know, I would be nervous, too. I'd I would be a little. <laughs> 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 this is... You off you pee an awful lot when I show up. Yeah, yeah. You're frightening, dude. Your eyebrows are huge. Yeah. He sh- then she gets into the castle and she's telling all the guys. She's like, "All right, I guess I should do this alone." And they're like, "Well, if you need us, just call." Yeah, yeah. That's so. that's important. If you need us, just call, um, because that comes up again. So, <laughs> so now. Now that she's faced, she said goodbye and everything like that, she runs off to face him and finds herself in this stairway painting that uh, my wife is just deathly afraid of. I thought it was really cool. I like abstract art like that. Yeah, the stairs just go every which way. It's got crazy arches. Uh, Jareth shows up, um, yes, and and his package. (laughs) (laughs) And and what does he do? He sings a song about how he loves Sarah and can't live without her. Yeah. Which I'm like... Y'all How just, did this happen? Y'all just met and haven't even really talked. She talked to Hoggle more than she talked to you. Right. The whole time, Sarah's running around trying to track down Toby, who is crawling all around the stairs. Away from her is what it seemed like. Right. It's said, like, I want to be like, a goblin I'm, baby. I'm going this, I want to be a goblin baby. I want to be, you know, the wheels. I got the where's Waldo outfit I don't want mom on. with your shoulder pads. Mom's got the shoulder pads. Parents don't give any cares about me anyway. And you don't like me. Yeah. This dude's throwing me around like I'm on a roller coaster. These guys are chill. So, but whatever. She's, I pick Goblin Life. I pick Goblin Hashtag Goblin Life. <laughs> <laughs> so, she does a leap of faith, basically, to try and reach him, uh, which causes the world around her to come apart in puzzle pieces. And to me, it's reminiscent of the ending of The NeverEnding Story, which we will review 
Uh, so excited. At, I know you are. At the very end of it, because the world has basically come across apart from the nothing, uh, all the pieces are floating around. And that's what this looked like. All the pieces of the stairs and the world had just, you know, and I, I was kind of like, well, damn, I guess she just killed her friends because <laughs> the world done come right, apart. Right, because uh, doesn't he, the, she goes up and she talks to the Goblin King and he just turns, because she's like, you have no power over me. Goes into her big speech over it or whatever. Right. He just turns into nothing. His robes right. turn into the owl. He gives her a really, really creepy speech, in yeah. fact. And, you know, and, and then she has to sit there and recite the book. Basically, this is the flashback to the beginning. To the beginning. She's literally going through her lines of that book. And then when she says, you have no power over me, uh, he basically turns back into the, the owl, which obviously has been stalking her. Yeah. And is somehow in love with her because that's the owl that was at the beginning of the movie. And then again at the end, at, like at the edge of her bed or her window. <laughs> right. And then flies off. Like. Right. So she, you know, she's transported back to the real world with Toby in his crib. Um, Suddenly loves him. Right. Now, and yeah, she hears the parents come home and everything seems right with the world, you know. And until she, uh, she says she, she misses the labyrinth. And she starts seeing in the mirror, well, if you need us, yeah, if you need us. And uh, she says, well, I do need you. I need you, Hogwarts. I need you, Hogwarts. You you do? You do. Or just turn around. Just turn around. And they're all there. And they're all there. Not just her friends. The freaking fire gang is there. Fire gang's there. The goblins are there. There's all kinds of characters from the thing. I think the lady with the freaking trash on her back is in there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no, thank you. No. And and how do you exactly tell these people to leave? You know. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's twelve o'clock. And you're gonna yeah. figure that the mom and the dad are gonna come up to check on the baby and then check on her. Right, you would think so. And they're gonna open the door. Right. She's gonna be dancing around. So crazy. did she get the power of the, the Goblin King, or did she have a mental breakdown? Yeah. Because she's just so tired of of this um this life that's so bad because so she has to babysit a baby. Right. Uh. So, <laughs> I, don't know, I walk in and I see my kid dancing around like that, talking about some f- fire goblin. Oh, they also sing the uh, the molesty song, you know, the the, the yeah. one that he, the kidnapper song. Yeah, the kidnapper. You know, song. oh, you remind me of the babe. And it's like, wow, man. Yeah, he, you know, so he's once again the owl. He's watching. He flies off. Movie ends. Movie yep. So, final thoughts on that. How do you feel that it ended? Do you think it was a good ending? Do you think it was a bad ending? It was. I think it was a decent ending until the bedroom scene. Yeah. I think it, it was. It was wrapping up nice, and she was saying goodbye to all her friends, and they're all behind her and all creepy. And I, I think it was nice before the bedroom scene. I think <laughs> they wanted to go out on a on a on a specific note, which is why they did it that way. But to me, I think if they had just had just her friends show up, or at least be able to talk to them through the mirror. I was hoping they were going to become like dolls around her or some kind of like antique because she had all the like the posters yeah. around her and she had the different little like dolls based on the book that right. she had in her room right so i was hoping that they were going to become like figurines or something like that yeah nope the whole thing just show up how did they get back to the labyrinth <laughs> right they just live with her now right that's right right uh, you've got several mouths to feed now and they're goblins and freaky fire and some things. of them want to kill you it, you, you pull your head off. You may die. Yeah. 
<laughs> I want your shoulder pad. <laughs> so the movie, you know, it people love this movie. Like it is it is nostalgic for people. It is a, a memory. It's like me. It's you know, it's it's part of it's engraved old. ingrained. Yes, it's old. It's ingrained in my <laughs> childhood. Um but it it was not received that well when it came out by uh, in America. Uh, Roger Ebert of Siskel and Ebert gave it two out of four stars, and Gene Siskel said it was. Uh, he gave it a rougher review. Said it was awful with a pathetic story. Well, yeah. Um, these were the go-to guys in the '80s that had. Uh, if you wanted to know what movies, see, I mean, because we didn't have internet to go look, and we didn't have you know, you had the preview that came out, and you had these guys that would go and do watch the movies and then tell you. Like, give you guys, like, reviews. So, that's kind of how you have. But it, it did do really well over in, uh, in, in, I guess, in England. I mean, it was nominated for a lot of things. And they ended up doing some, I want to say, some more reviews on it. Not reviews, like, later, like, in 2000, 2010, 2012. There were several articles that came out about it that gave the movie, like, great reviews nostalgic wise so so it, it lives on there's there's a lot of movies that are like like donnie darko is another movie that really didn't do that well but it's got a huge cult following like if people watch it now they're like oh my god this is one of the best movies and it, it really just didn't do that well people don't understand it when it came out not to talk about another movie but um this movie does rank 72nd on empire's the best 80s of <laughs> the 80 best eight 80s movies um, yeah, and 77th on the best kids' films of all time by Telegraph. I wouldn't show my kid this. I I would because I like to traumatize my kids. Yeah, well. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Hey, you want to learn about some stuff? Here, watch this. You like you goblins? Know, you like a goblin baby? <laughs> that'll show you. That's, that's how I should have raised you. I should have been like, hey, like you, strangers. Hey, if you, uh, <laughs> this is going to happen. If you don't go to bed, I'm going to call the Goblin King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I may have said that a couple yeah, times. Take me and molest me. One to two. Oh, that, that I mean. I mean, well, that's what he wanted to do with Sarah. Poor Sarah. Not so, poor Sarah. She's a jerk. Yeah, for real. So, what are your overall thoughts on the film and the experience? Would you say? Well, I guess I was kind of expecting maybe a little bit more out of it, but overall, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, would you recommend it to a friend? If I wanted, I mean, I guess if, yeah. I mean, I would watch it again, like later on down the road. I, I, I would like if it was it. on TV. Would you leave it on or would you turn on like Chips? That's a you don't. You don't watch <laughs> I chips. guess I would leave it on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna use our rating scale. This is gonna be our rating scale for the show for yesteryear. It's gonna be moves. It's gonna be, I guess, the best is gonna be five yep. moves and. No moves would be the worst. I don't no even moves. want to because one is still giving it moves, and maybe yeah. there's going to be a movie that you don't want to give moves. So, out of a uh, one to five or zero to five, I guess you'd say scale. How many moves do you give Labyrinth? I would give it three out of five moves. That overall. is a lot better than I thought you were going to say. You know, say. I think the characters honestly saved the movie. Um, not Sarah, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like the worm. Obviously, like there, there were good funny bits that made me. I was mostly entertained. It kept you entertained. It kept you going. It kept right. you going. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up tonight. Um, I do want to thank everybody for stopping by. 
and listening to our inaugural episode. Uh, we do deeply, deeply appreciate it more than you could imagine. All the support we've been getting. I mean, it's so been good. it's been huge without even having a show yet. Yeah, not even having an episode. <laughs> People are like, "Hey, uh, we love your show." <laughs> like, you can't love our show yet. We don't have a show. Um, you know, and of course, the best way to say that you love us is to give us a five star review on iTunes. Now, we're not there yet because our show has not been approved on iTunes yet as of the recording. So once that comes out, that'll be a huge. But we are on Stitcher and Spotify. And Spotify. Uh, you can find both of us. And Spotify pretty much puts the episode up almost immediately. So this will be re- available today there if I get this all finished and wrapped up. And, uh, and you can definitely check us out there. And then once we're on iTunes, then head on over and start giving us iTunes reviews. Um, any feedback is great. Any feedback on Facebook is great. Anything that you can tell us, and and be honest, it, you know, just just things we can improve. Yep. Order like if there's if there's segments that you think that would be cool. Hey, why don't you guys do this in the show? I'm I'm for it, man. I I'm I'm definitely down. Um, if you think I talk too much and you want to hear more of Beth, which I would love to hear more of Beth and talk less. <laughs> um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna mix it up a little bit sometimes in the future have her probably do a movie that i'm gonna watch and uh yeah switch positions and switch it up a bit so i'm gonna tell you how you can get a hold of us if you'd like to you can email us at the yesteryear podcast at gmail.com we're on twitter at yesteryear pcast we're on instagram at yesteryear podcast facebook at yesteryear podcast we do have a private group It is the Truffle Shufflers on Facebook that has a secret question, and the question is, what are the host names? And that, of course, is James and Beth. Um, Our website currently is yesteryearpodcast.buzzsprout.com, and we do have our Patreon. Uh, We already have our first Patreon, which is Dondi and Alicia Stamp, which are just awesome. Again, um, I know podcasts out there that have been out for years, and it took them – Years, years, yeah, to get, <laughs> to, to, to get finally a get us support, and we've got one before we even did a show. So you, you know, you're awesome for doing that. I really appreciate that. Um, you can find us at the patreon.com forward slash yesteryear podcast. Uh, do you want to give a special shout out to Greg Revan for doing our intro and outro music? Um, any music that we use basically is going to be done by him, and that is just an awesome thing to do for somebody. Uh, with just being asked, and I, it sounds I, great, and it sounds fantastic. I, I really couldn't have asked for anything more i I gave him basically hey here's kind of what i want now you figure it out and and he did um which is just really cool so if you're looking for any kind of intro or outro music or any kind of music at all definitely go to greg revan and you can contact us if you want to get his contact information um anything else beth i think that's uh, all from me awesome all right well then we will say thank you and as always we love you And uh, say goodnight, Beth. Uh, Goodnight, Beth.